Welcome to the Fed Heads, a weekly podcast from Grant Thornton Public Sector. Join the Fed Heads, Robert Shea and Francis Rose, each week to talk about the arcana of government management and the people who are working hard every day to improve it. Welcome to another episode of Fed Heads. I'm Francis Rose. And I'm Robert Shea. We, he got it. We got him to come back. Unbelievable. The icon returns. Uh, Martin O'Malley is former uh, Governor of Maryland, Mayor of Baltimore, and he's author of Smarter Government, How to Govern for Results in the Information Age. Governor, welcome. Thank it's you. great to see you again. Great to be back. Thanks. All right. On uh, last week's episode, uh, Governor Mayor, we started on your list of 10 steps to starting your own stat system, and we covered the first two, prioritize the order of agencies to be rolled into the stat process, and number two, announce the date of the first meeting to give everyone a hard deadline against which they must work. We're going to pick things up there with number three, pre-select a few easily understood and easily communicated wins, something like eliminating a backlog or a service improvement. That strikes me that that plays right off of that idea of just getting started and gaining momentum. Yeah, small things done well make bigger things possible. Mm -hmm. In the city, we did a 48-hour pothole guarantee. Uh, The TV cameras went out and actually set up TV cameras and in anticipation of filming us not filling the pothole in 48 hours. But it made everybody feel like, hey. Everybody's on the team. We can do something. At the state level, one of ours on that was... uh, uh, and public safety was DNA. We had a law that required certain people convicted of violent felonies had to submit DNA samples, but they had never gone about collecting them. So we pulled everybody in and uh, that was on parole and probation, had them come and, and got that done. So, yeah, it's important to identify early wins and let everybody know that you have you set out to do something and you got it done. Number four and five are similar. They're designations. Designate a director and one analyst. That's number four. And number five is designate a physical space for the meetings. Having a spot and having people that are going to be there strikes me as... Oh, the, the room. Thing I've here. seen a lot of people, a lot of mayors fail when they say, you know what, we figured out that we don't need a designated room. We can just set up a card table and projectors in the cafeteria and do this there so we can save the money. Don't save the money. Hmm. Build out a room. It's important. Uh, function follows form. Is that the right? Did I say that right? Or does form follow form function? Form follows function. Either way, build out a damn room. Spend a little money on wallboard. Everything about it needs to say, this is permanent. It's not going away. This is how we do things now. And Could the savings you'll, you'll, you'll gain from the effort more than oh. cover, of course, the cost of yeah. the, the uh, small cost of the room. Yeah, a hundred different ways you'll recover that wallboard. Number six, complete an overview of the existing performance measurement infrastructure. Number seven, take the results of the initial data review and juxtapose the data points against what's available from an established stat system. You're just gaining a baseline here, right? You know where you start so that you know what you're measuring in terms of success. Am I reading that right? Yeah, I'm putting that more colloquially. Uh, Jack Maple told me, just ask the directors or department heads, what do you already track so that you know whether you're doing any better this week than you were last week? Not one of them will tell you, oh, we don't track anything. (laughs) <laughs> That's what their, their data people might come and tell you that, but they all track. Uh, I was surprised how much we actually tracked, but how little we shared what we tracked. That's a good lesson, though. There's capacity out there already. Already. People are not starting from scratch. No, they're really not. They're, sometimes people at the very top of those organizations want to tell you they're starting stretch. They're not. There's people in every organization that are tracking stuff, and most of them know how to do the little bit of GIS and 
uh, other data stuff to make a role. Number eight, meet with the existing or incoming leadership teams of the agencies prioritized for the rollout so that they know basically what's going on and, wh- and you know what's going on with those organizations. Yeah, I'd call it buy-in. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you can't assume that you ever know more about what somebody who's been doing the job for 20 years has been doing. Ed Rendell, who was a former mayor of Philadelphia, gave me great advice when I was elected and uh, uh, in Baltimore, he said, surround yourself with the best people you can possibly find and make sure they know a lot more about what you're hiring them to do than you are. Um, and so, I remember that one of the first times you and I talked about this when you were still in the government, you told me, I don't remember if it was on the radio or off, but you said a lot of those folks, when you went and talked to them, it was the first time anybody had ever come from OMB to ask them how they did their jobs and the things that they did and all that kind of stuff. That's right. The top-down leadership focus gives people a lot of top cover to get done what they think has been needed to be done for a long time. And we always found, sometimes people would say to us, how do you figure that out? And nine out of ten times, we talked to the people that were doing the job right. on the front line. They were yeah. just telling you what they saw every day. And, and their frustrations. Hey, have you all ever thought that if you didn't do this and instead do that, that we could get it better? This is one of the gaps of the federal government. Getting input from the front lines, it's so far away from the top structure of the federal government, that's a nut that has not been cracked. We should do a whole show on how to fix it. And you got to stay at it. It's not a static thing. It's yeah. not like you can do a survey annually. You know, you got to create, which is why that stat process is so important because it allows for that, but it's not a substitute for the field visits and mm. actually sitting down in a group with people. Sometimes we would, uh, Francis, bring people in. For example, if, if we were having a hard time some of uh, with driver's license, it's one thing everybody knows their state does when they have to renew their driver's license. Why is it that some few of our offices are doing really well and a few of them are really struggling? Okay, Bring in the heads of all of the department. I mean, each of those offices. Let's let everybody see who's doing it well and let's hear from the person doing it well. So th- th- Anyway, keep going. Number nine, take a field trip to a city or state with an established stat system to see meetings and observe. Now, that was, if I recall the story that you told last week about Baltimore, that was kind of how you got started. You have that a little further down the list for people who are getting started in the process now. And where do they go today? Where do Uh, they go today? There's some... Uh, it's, it's Somerville, Massachusetts, you know, it depends on size. I think it's important to go to a city that's kind of similar size, uh, although really it's all just scale. Uh, Somerville, Massachusetts does it well. Uh, Greg Fisher in, in Louisville with mm-hmm. Louis Stat uh, does it well. In, um, Any Louis Stat sounds like a mascot for this, <laughs> like if you had a big fuzzy bear going around to the meetings and stuff. There are some governors that are getting there and have a lot of promise. Um, well, Gavin Newsom did this. You cite him a number of times in the know, book that he did it California, in San Francisco. And I hope that he does it as governor of, of California. I think they're poised. I think they could be really good. Uh, the team in Minnesota is very committed to this. And um, uh, the governor's right hand is a huge fan of yours, Robert, all about uh, Peter uh, Pete Bernardi. is a huge fan of evidence-based policy making. You think he's a listener of uh, the podcast? Well, I think someone's going to tip him now, aren't they? <laughs> now um, they got a big shout-out from the former governor of Maryland. Colorado, Jared Paulus is fearless, and he has a really good team. I think they're going to be very good at this, and uh, the mayor of Delaware uh, may well head down this track, too. All right, number 10, spend a little time up front baselining financial and survey data so you can capture your improvements later. Being able to tell your story 
strikes me as maybe the most important thing of all of this. Good yeah. opportunity to ask you, what, what are you proudest of? What accomplishments were you mm. proudest of as a result of applying these practices in Baltimore and Maryland? Yeah, the two things that I'm proudest of are the two things that that I feel most gratified by, having worked with so many good people for good people. I suppose it's it's the progress we made in saving lives during those years in Baltimore, and it's restoring the health of the waters of the Chesapeake Bay. Those are the things that that make my uh, that make my heart sing when I reflect on them and remember them. Congratulations on this book, Smarter Government: How to Govern for Results in the Information Age. You really should just get your own podcast. Hey, I mean, I'm, we're, thank you. we're glad you're on ours. We didn't talk about the Chesapeake Bay. That's the best chapter. My favorite chapter in the book, for those of you that are listening and about to buy this on Amazon, Smarter Government, Chapter 10 on the Chesapeake Bay. The health of the Chesapeake Bay had been declining for 300 years. And in a relatively short period of time, with the data, the map, performance management, and this method, we were able to make our waters healthier last year than any year since 1985. So I just wanted to put in a plug for the bay. All right. You told the other joke before, and you wanted to give us another joke before you left. Yeah. So a a former mayor was elected governor, and after about a year in that job, uh, he found that his poll numbers were dipping. People felt like he had forgotten where he came from, and his staff decided, you're going to have to do more community meetings and town halls like the old days when you were mayor. So the mayor said, okay, I'm up for it. So they send him out. They line up in a big crowd in the auditorium, given the controversial decisions the governors had to make. And uh, so... uh, First woman comes up to the microphone, big-boned woman. She had been sitting there from the start of the meeting, and she comes right up to the microphone, even as the governor is telling everyone, look, here are the rules. You can ask one question or ten questions. You can give a speech if you like, but it all has to be within two minutes. And he says, yes, madam, go ahead, the first question. She said, yeah, I've got three things. He says, well, madam, you know the rules. He goes, I heard the rules. I've got three things. First of all, uh, the curb in front of my house is broken. It's been broken. I twisted my ankle on it. I call and call and call. Nobody does anything about it. Secondly, there's a dead tree. It's been dead a long time. The branches, it's on the city side of the, the property line. The branches fall and it smashes up my car windshield. And I call and call and call and nobody comes. Third thing is down at the park. The kids can't even play there. It's so trash. There's hypodermic needles. Swings have been broken for months and months and months. I call and call and call, and nobody comes. And the governor says, well, madam, I think your questions would be better directed to your mayor. To which the woman replies, I know, but I didn't want to go that high up at first. All right. It's terrific to have you, Governor, and we'll just we can just bring him in and on a, as a, on an ongoing basis. I think that'd be a great idea. Great to have you and really enjoyed the conversations. Me too. Thank, Thank you, you gentlemen. Thank you Thank both. You, Thanks for listening to the Fed Heads, brought to you by Grant Thornton Public Sector. All of the resources talked about during the episode are available in the episode description. We'd love to hear from you. Connect with us on Twitter at GT Public Sector to join the conversation. And don't forget to leave us a comment or review on iTunes or the Google Play Store.